The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James, and I talk to WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. That's right. A rare opportunity to have both Mickey and Trish on. We do that on the Busted Open Podcast. Also... Some breaking news from AEW owner and president Tony Khan before Dynamite tonight. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Trish, how are you this morning? I am wonderful, especially now that I get to speak to you. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) How, How are you? No, but to have you and Mickey on, awesome. And you guys just did a signing Correct in we Alabama did. together, right? We did. We did. <laughs> oh my god, we said the same thing. <laughs> Thank oh you. Oh, we Coke. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, at Alabama. Alabama. No, what was it? Birmingham, Alabama Comic Con, right? Yeah, Alabama, Bama, Bama. <laughs> we did I a big in Bama. Love the way we do their rendition. It's like when people do Canadian accents, and it's so wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had so much fun. It was cool because we teamed up. Like, so Amy and or Lita and I, we've been doing, we do team bestie. And then we had, not to say you were third wheel, Mickey, but we thought, yes. let's, let's throw Mickey into the mix. Right. And then we did like the three of us and people went, I'm just going to say they went a little crazy for the idea. They loved it. <laughs> yes. They loved it. It's coming it very to every town. Yeah. It was. I wouldn't say it was like a, a third wheel. I feel like, you know, when you get those big wheels and you got that big wheel in the front. Oh, so you're the big wheel. We brought the big wheel in. <laughs> well, I don't, maybe you're the big wheel. And I don't know. I don't know. But I guess maybe. Yeah, or no, tricycle, tricycle. Tricycle. Parts. Tricycle. Why? Well, because, you know, those big wheels were kind of hard to manage like us. Yeah. Oh, I, I <laughs> feel Hi, bad for your handlers. <laughs> So thanks for having me, guys. Oh, my God. We're so excited. Are you guys? I feel like I should put my hair down because you look amazing this morning. I think so, too. Yeah. You don't like the rooster look or? <laughs> I do this, the little spiky It's hair. a little rooster. It's adorable. Thanks for dressing up for us, honey. Thanks. Um, You're welcome. Oh, dream. <laughs> well, Trisha, I, I said there's a lot to get into. And for all your information and what's going on, all events, go to TrishStratus.com for everything. And. You know, I mentioned the Hall of Fame, and you're a part of the WWE Hall of Fame, but you're also going into the Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame next month. I mean, that's an amazing yeah. honor to be a part of. 
Yeah, it's it's actually been uh, two years ago, pre-pandemic is when I got um, the induction nod. And uh, we've been waiting to do this event. It's been really, uh, you know, I mean, an honor, of course, but also the first female recipient of that award. Wow. So it's kind of cool, you know, I get to go out to Iowa and there's, a, you know, with the with the Hall of Fame, I get people like, where is the actual Hall of Fame? I'm like, so there's not a real actual, <laughs> so, but we have a ring. So there is a ring, <laughs> There's, you know, a ring. Um, so I don't, I wonder if I get a ring at this other Hall of Fame. I'm not sure. Maybe a statue, an award, a, Ooh, a trophy, a, board, a trophy, yeah. you yeah. know, a necklace, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> a pendant. I'm glad you and uh, Lou buried the heat for you stealing his Thes press. So it's cool that he uh, he put that aside. So now you can get yeah. into all. Yeah, he he was cool with that, and then and then I had to clear it with Steve. He was yeah. cool with that, you know, because I had to rename it. Yada yada. Exactly. Uh, and the Air Canada, I think, is uh, you know will go down as his in history as a very Canadian move now. Yeah, you know the word Canada's in it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. In all seriously, uh, we're talking about careers. We're talking about and I, I was blessed to be to see your career grow. And you have uh, you're on my Mount Rushmore of women in the industry. And because I saw it grow from almost a manager role to how hard you worked and also you crossed generations just like mickey in the sense of how the business was representing women before mm -hmm. and while you're there and then you've come to the threshold where no we're badasses we're main eventers and that was all a lot of for you and your hard work and the women that you you got to work with how happy are you to see how women are represented on television today with, you know, many, many segments because you were part of the, Hey, go quiet the crowd down, you know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's I mean, it's everything we work towards. And, and at the time you didn't realize that's what you're working for. Later on, you look back and you're like, okay, this is what we, I mean, it became my MO to change the perception of what a female could do in the, in the world of sports entertainment. Um, and so to see that they're exactly doing what we were trying to set out to do is, is of course, you know, gratifying and amazing. Um, and, you know, we, we actually, uh, Mickey and I talked about it at, um, we had a Q&A, a &A panel, and someone talked about like the chair shot that Victoria and I did. It was like the chair shot. One simple chair shot was such a big deal. And it was like, there was meetings about it. There was people discussing, I don't know if they should do that. Should the girls do that? Would that make sense? I'm like, but we're, we're okay with it, you know? And then now it's like, there's several uh, chair shots and there's everything. I mean, there's everything that really everything that the guys matches have. So, you know, for us to like be, it was just pretty like, and at the time you didn't realize, but you were just kind of like, can we please do this? Can we just please do this? Whereas now you look back and it's, oh, it's almost ridiculous <laughs> to see like, can we just do what we know we're capable of doing? And that was the whole thing was knowing we were fully capable of delivering in the ring, doing things in the ring. And, and you know, the long, for the longest time, the very beginning, you know, getting told to do, so you're going to do the hair pull there and then the hair beal and then you slap and it's like well can we just do maybe a body slam a chop and a punt no we, okay you know so it was like but why you know we did there was never an explanation except for well that's what the girls that's what the fans expect and so right. there certainly was you know there was that time of like we had to re-educate the fans on what they were going to be seeing from us that they were okay with it because for a while like what is happening i don't know if i you know they were sort of they were programmed for so long to see us do those girly things right. um and then when we were able to cross over and do stuff and i think like and i mentioned victoria only because that was what we talked about on this panel 
I feel like that was like the real, like we were kind of turning the corner, like Molly and I had this feud. And then when Victoria came along that we were putting these hardcore matches, which, you know, tell me we were in a, we were in a something together for the hardcore match. Right. And it was a Chicago street fight. It was, wasn't it? You know, something like that. You know, we have so many, I can't keep track, but you know, it just, um, it allowed us to be like, like kind of be viewed in the same sphere as the men were. And that was just a real, you know, another rung on the ladder that we were climbing. But at the time we didn't realize it. We were just like little tiny victories because it was fun or it was better or, you know, better, better offering for the crowd. So yeah, very happy to see where we've come. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, just your career alone, like has so many layers and transitions just from manager and stuff. And I've always like, I've told you this before, like I was so blessed to be able to have that story with you coming in. Um, and even just where you were and like, it just, it launched my whole everything, right? Like people immediately took me seriously because you were so beloved and people, and so there was you were, you are, or the it girl, you know, so it, it automatically brought me up to a higher level and people were paying attention. And then the time and the energy, and then plus our, I think the friendship that we made along the way and the way it like just kind of all worked is what made it so special. But you well, know, I don't think- like, let's, let's definitely like recognize the fact that you were given that spot, but you delivered. Right. So it's like, anyone can be given that spot, but for you to deliver what you did showed everyone. Yeah. She's arrived and she belongs right. here. Right. So you did, yeah. yeah. But it's because we, I think like it, we had such great chemistry, which was so, cause I didn't know I've said this, we did, we weren't friends. It wasn't like we were friends before we yeah. started doing that story. Like we became friends through mm-hmm. working together and now like second besties, you know, so we won't have, we don't have to talk. about <laughs> oh it's true but you know and we always talk about it like it's one of those things sometimes you just feel so blessed when you find somebody that you get in the ring with and there's just intangible right and there's just someone like you just you just your body is just there's a rhythm there's an understanding there's a trust um and then personality wise and you're both you know same work ethic all that stuff right it becomes a thing and when you find it it's really special and of course we had that like right off the bat and that allowed us to then say you know what we have this special thing and people could feel it when we were in the ring um and then we just we built off it right and we just were were aware of it knowing like they they they, i think they're going to let us do more i think they're going to let us expect more from us let's let's deliver Let's yeah. keep making it like amazing and just make sure we deliver on every yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. But even still since then, like you were so inspiring. I think for all of us, even like even now for me, like I think that everything that you go out and you attack, you we we're talking about this, like, oh, who's the boss or whatever, because I watch you and I just I'm so it's no wonder why you've been so successful in everything that you do is because your drive and your passion and your love, like you pour everything, not just that story, but I'm just saying from, you know, the stratosphere, the yoga to your acting now to all of these things. And I'm so glad to see you get your flowers and get, go to the hall of fame because you deserve it always. But it's so inspiring as a mom and as a sister and through everything and through every generation of like, wrestling that you kind of endured and are still like, I talked to girl cause I'm still wrestling here and there. And like Tasha Steeles is like, for example, which I don't love to bring her name up, but she <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you look at these conversations. I had these conversations with women in a locker room and the women that they looked up to is that the leaders, the use the, the, the jazzes and Jacqueline's who we were talking about jazz earlier. And it's just like, mm-hmm. because 
it inspired a whole the whole generation of women now because it was the breaking down those barriers to make it normal and accept it that women can be just as good if not better than the boys you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's all i love yeah. you that's all it's fine <laughs> just to be clear that i'm the boss but not bossy right just not be- bossy <laughs> no in a fun loving way you know i don't want people to be like oh my god i'm yeah. so bossy no no it's not She's bossy i'm boss. <laughs> But not like the, yeah, not, not like the other Sasha boss, boss, not the other no. boss. No, no, that's no. different. No. Yeah. Totally Just different. Duh boss. Like that. Yeah. Duh boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I happen to be the boss of the show. So let me ask the next question. So okay, Trish. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sir. <laughs> and I am boss. Trish, you're a Hall of Famer. Mickey, when you decide to hang it up and your career is over, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. Do you yep. think, like, you, you go back to that story with Trish and the match with Trish at WrestleMania. How do you think, do you think that really led your career to where it is? Like, was that really the foundation and the beginnings for you and that had your career go in the path that it did? In the public perception and on television, yes, absolutely. And I think about, like, the times of I was supposed to debut and all these, like, little things along the way. Like, I had, I was wrestling for a while by the time I got there. So there was a lot of like life lessons and lessons along the way that mm-hmm. prepared me or as my coach would say over prepared me for this opportunity, but there was a lot of factors. And I think the, the ability to sit there and, and learn from Trish and I've did, I learned a ton from you, like to learn from her on how to wrestle and work at this level, both in the ring and behind the scenes of like how our synergy worked to bring forward and like give, do whatever they gave us and elaborate it on and make it amazing. Like those, there's so many factors, but being able to be aligned with her immediately, I think the people looked at me differently on a different rather, whereas if I would have come in as a manager or as something else, I just think my career would have went complete. It would have been a whole different story and not that it wouldn't have been great. Just wouldn't have been what it's been. You know, it wouldn't have been well, as great. I would say. Yeah. Probably. And like to kick it off as a spark, right. To, to right. for sure. And that sparked it, put you in that scenario where, you know, you were like uh, right in the spotlight, like right away. It was like a main storyline right off the bat. And you were there mm-hmm. every single week doing it. So you had to learn as you went and you had to perform. You had to deliver every single week, you know, and that's just part of that learning curve that like, if you get that, it's so valuable. Like I know for me personally, being paired with Vince, for example, was like, you had no choice but to do great every week or you're, you know, going to suck in front of your boss, you know? Right. So, you know, I wouldn't want you to suck in front of me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> As your boss. No, I'm just kidding. As <laughs> the boss. boss. But, but, right. As right. the boss, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you just, you delivered every week, right? And then, and then for that whole thing, if you think about it, to culminate to you winning the championship, I mean, it's just like, okay, she's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, We were talking earlier about injuries, uh, obviously with Cody. Have you ever suffered an injury uh, in the ring, but you continue to carry on that when, if you really think about it now, you're like either a, what the hell was I thinking? Or, you know, be like, you're happy you did it. Um, Yeah, I had the, uh, the herniated disc was something that was sort of the, the doctors say you have degenerative disc damage, which we all have. Um, and then just kind of said one day, you know, should maybe slow it down. But, you know, at that point, you're like, I mean, what I must have been 20, whatever, who, whatever age it was, it was peak of my career, right? It was like, I was doing what I was doing. And I wasn't going to stop it. And I was like, well, I guess when it slows me down, it'll slow me down. And that's what you did. You just kind of wrote it out. Um, 
ended up getting catching up with me and I had to take that break and have a long break. And then I found my yoga, et cetera. But I mean that those breaks I always felt were really, I don't know, rejuvenating, I guess, you know, I was, I, I felt like I had not on purpose, but my, my injury seemed to be at pretty much like perfect points where I was like going so hard because there was a point there where there wasn't like six girls matches. It was like me and Lita were on the road or me and Mickey were on the road. And it was just like constant. I feel like for six years, I was constantly on the road, um, luckily. Uh, but at the same time, that's a lot on, on, a, on a young body. And so, um, yeah, I was lucky where like this injury just allowed me to sort of sit back and, you know, rehab the injury, but also come back fresh a little like, you know, Kevin Dunge is like, damn, every time you come back, you're in great shape. I'm like, yeah, because I'm at home just working out. Like when you're on the road, you can't, you miss workouts. You got to eat what's on the road, et cetera. Um, so, you know, they were strategically placed, but not on purpose that it felt like it gave me a little uh, air breathed into my, um, my career at the time. Um, and then at the end, um, I had dislocated my shoulder with a match with Mickey. Remember we had, I'll that- never forget it. No, yeah. I'll never forget it. I remember we were, <clears throat> yeah, the corner, right? Mm-hmm. We were doing the, the, the 10 punches in the corner. We were doing it for weeks. We were doing it in the corner gets great or on the road. It was getting great reactions. And then we did it on this pay-per-view match and we were like this. And then as I was taking the tumble outside, I looked down like, Oh man, who put those ring, those ring steps there. Great. And then I just poured, put my arm down. I try to, you know, divert myself from landing on the stairs. But in the meantime, my arm stayed this way. My body went that way. And then I was like, Oh, there's my arm. <laughs> You can go back and watch it. Like I've, you know, you I remember it now. Oh, oh, it was brutal. And I felt like such an idiot. I still beat myself up because I go like, what? why did we pick the corner with the stairs in it? But it, well, that was the corner, obviously we, television, you block certain things and then yes. you get there and then in the moment and actually, you know, we're talking like the punches and then the, well, she goes, yeah, I think they it know. was like, oh, by one, two, three, yeah. four, and then boom, and you, you threw her. me out. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just. <laughs> I yeah. remember watching it happen and then you're like rolling oh, no. back in and like, what are we going to do? And I just tried to get on her. Right. So yeah. I tried to get on you and I'm like, this is not, this is no, God, and we carried not. on for a little bit. We I did. remember carrying on for a little bit. And I remember like, this is like, the, for me, it was like the perfect example. The show must go on is like, I watched that match back and it's funny. Like I remember going like just smack talking you right to the very end. And then they finally went dark and I was like, Oh, I think my oh. mom, something. And I look in the trot and I see just dangling like by my oh. knees almost I'm like, Oh, that's a really long arm. I hope yeah. they can fix that. That looks weird. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and um, I'm trying to remember if that was the actual finish that we were supposed to do because no. it was, it was very limited what you could even, and it was excruciating. She's like, Oh my arm. Oh, like when I would just try to boot or like, I could just, I just remember having that conference going like, Oh shit, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what do we, what, what do we do? Yeah. So we managed, we made it work. We did. Nobody. And then I had that arm injury. Like, so then I had to kind of, I think I rehabbed it for a bit, but I, I mean, I worked with the sling, of course, no time off, just put the sling on and we'll do things with the sling on. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, so it never got better. I had a guy who was out back in Toronto working on my arm and he would basically put it back and, you know, get like Humpty Dumpty, pull me back together and put me back out to work. And he goes, you know, this is never going to heal if you just keep doing this. I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? You know, and eventually I'm sure it would have caught up with me, but it took me right to the very end of my career. And as you know, I think by the time we worked, I mean, I just, uh, we remember we had that last raw match and that right. was my last raw. Like my, I, I think I was limited on the shoulder mobility for sure at that right. point. And then eventually Those flippers, took, Those flippers yeah, lost flippers a little impact. Like flippers and not flippers, you know, a little <laughs> limited. So yeah, but anyway, all better kick. now. Trish, for you, that your career, uh, Hall of Fame career, so many amazing <sighs> moments. Is there one moment for you that stands above all the rest? 
So there was this match with this girl named Mickey James. Um, <laughs> um, it really is one of my moments, to be honest. We always talk about like the, the, your favorite match, and there's just so many matches, you know, um, in your whole career that you really got to look through. And I'm, you know, you can comb through it and find. Um, the match, like, oh man, this is underrated. No one talks about this match, but there's a reason why they're not talking about the match. It might be a great solid match, but there's a reason. Um, and then Mickey James, you know, and Trish Stratus match at WrestleMania 22 was everything. It really had every component they could ever ask for as a superstar. Like it would yeah. be just like had the lo- hashtag, hashtag longest rivalry ever. Still just putting going. that out there. So, still, still going. going. Still going. Still going. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it, you know, it had the storyline going into it, it, had the character development, had the, it had the ebb and the flow of a, of a storyline. Um, it took Mickey, I mean, took this new character that was introduced to the roster and took her on this journey and the fans were along for that journey. And I mean, they were steady. I mean, we were, we worked hard on that. Like we were every week we were, we were, um, collaborating with, um, Alex was our writer. Right. Mm-hmm. And Alex we just, Greenfield. we did. Yeah, Alex Greenfield. And we just had like, so we just, you know, we were just, we were excited. We were watching movies, we we're getting references. We were just like totally into it. And then, you know, every week it meant something. And then it just, it really couldn't have culminated in a more perfect way where, you know, I think like traditionally, you know, uh, you, we see these programs and then they culminate to pay-per-view and then it's like, oh, who's the next program? But ours kept going. And then, it, mm-hmm. and then the final culmination was at the, you know, WrestleMania 22. And at the time too, we were still trying to like redefine the way women were viewed in the ring and what they could do in the ring. And so once we had that match and hearing the crowd and how they were so invested in what we were doing and the best part, I mean, for me personally, Nick, I don't know about you, but when we came out, you know, through the curtain and having all our colleagues there giving us standing O and giving us that applause was just so mm-hmm. gratifying. And you felt like, okay, we like, we made it almost right. So I think right. that, that for me, that, that was a real pinnacle moment in you know and not only my career but mickey's career you know as well i, I believe as we discussed mm-hmm. uh, but also for women like for women and what um what you can expect i think we were the only card on resume that you're wrong mickey wasn't it just us i think that yeah, we were the, us. uh i yeah i'm like was any other match, i don't recall any other matches except for that one i think yeah. yeah, I was trying to think if that was the candace and tori i'm just kidding i was actually joking of course it wasn't much <laughs> wrestlemania I don't know. That was the only one I was thinking about that day um, because it kind of consumed me, but yeah, yeah, no, it was the launching part of my whole Mickey James thing. And yeah, I think I'm forever, obviously forever grateful, but I do, I think the business was changed and the perception of what women were capable of. And I think even, you know, and I always say our peers are our best friends and stuff, but I think that it even changed some hearts and minds behind the scenes and in the locker room of like, holy shit, shit. The girls have like, it was a follow that boys moment. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Not supposed to do that boss, but I'm just saying it was really one of those things. And it was like a big game changer from the fans eyes, from the, I felt like the office, because that's what we were fighting for was that to Mm -hmm. be seen as like, no, we can do this. And like the, people were with it and there's just moments yeah. i remember being lost in some of those moments like genuinely mm-hmm. lost in the moment and a lot of those matches and when i go back and watch it i can it still gives me chills because i can remember being like oh my god i was so invested in just being there and yeah living in it. it was special yeah. and just showing like we are we can in fact be a viable part of this roster of this of, of, of you know what what women can do of the division so yeah, yeah. it was a big moment for, for us in so many ways all right. Well, Trish, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Seriously, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Hear what's happening around the globe. 
on World of Basketball. Had a great opportunity last night. One of the highlights of my, uh, really my career, at the premiere of the new Adam Sandler movie called Hustle. I was fortunate enough to be asked to play myself. It's the best basketball movie in terms of the action and the play on the court that you'll ever see. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dave. How are you? I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. I missed you. When I don't get to talk to you, I get really uh, disappointed. So to have you back on the show, I'm super excited. Well, thank you for having me back on. I miss you guys. It's great to be back on Busted Open with all of you. Yay. Mickey says, hey. Sorry, I was just reacting. I was just reacting. I'm like, yay, excitement. We're happy to have you back. Tommy's excited as well. Uh, Big. I mean, this is a very big show tonight, uh, AEW Dynamite. Yeah, it's really big, and I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Thanks for having me on, and it should be a great night for us tonight. Uh, A lot of unexpected things happening in the last couple weeks, but uh, a lot of positive, and hopefully tonight uh, everybody's going to enjoy a great battle royal to start tonight's show, 
Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and we're going to have a great main event, 100%. And uh, somebody is going to go out of this main event, go on to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view on June 26th and challenge for the interim world title. Uh, So a lot of exciting stuff on TBS tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on Dynamite live here in Missouri, Kansas City area. Uh, We had an interesting night last night as the tornado sirens blared outside the hotel. So everybody went downstairs uh, for a tornado check. So a lot of people weren't in town yet, but those who were uh, got a nice surprise this morning. Oof. That's uh, scary. Been there. Been there in Wichita, Kansas, man. Uh, Not good. Not good. Glad everybody's good. Everybody's fine. I mean, it was was a, a fun drill, and I'm used to it being from the Midwest myself. So uh, I was able to reassure uh, some people who didn't know what they were getting into. So uh, it it started out as an early morning for a lot of the wrestlers in AEW, but uh, it's going to be a great night. And And what did you guys guys have to do, Tony? I just had my first, because we just moved to Tennessee. I'm sorry, this is completely off topic. But I just had my first, woke up at like 1 a.m., um, with a tornado warning, take shelter now. And we did. We like I ran upstairs, grabbed Donovan, and we got under the stairwell. This is the first time. But there's been so many tornadoes around this area. It's like really freaking me out because I didn't grow up in with them. Um, and the devastation. You know, you, I've seen a lot of the devastation, and it's just terrifying. It's terrifying because you have zero control over. But what did you guys have to do? Just bunker down. Uh, we just went to the base, the basement of the hotel for a little bit. It wasn't anything too crazy, but uh, oh, okay, you know. It, and uh, I'm used to it from growing up, right. like I said, in Illinois. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was an early start to what's going to be a big night, and uh, you know, very fitting uh, that we're here uh, in Kansas City, where we went into our Revolution pay per view, which was really a, a, one of the great early pay per views in AEW. Uh, this is the same building where Kenny Omega and Pac had their 30-minute Ironman match. And I think we're going to have some great wrestling on tonight's card. And there's some fun announcements about the show tonight here on Busted Open today since it's been a long time. Uh, and I'm really excited because I, I announced we're going to start the show tonight with a battle royale where the winner will go on to challenge against John Moxley. And the winner of that match would go on to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view to challenge for the interim AEW world title. And uh, that battle royal at the start of Dynamite tonight won't just be any battle royale. It will be the annual casino battle royale on AEW Dynamite tonight. Uh, It's pretty fitting that we had that match. For some reason, I knew that there would be a great opportunity to have a casino battle royale, even if not at double or nothing. And I think we're going to have a great match tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, like you said, John Moxley's your number one contender. Going to have the Casino Battle Royale. And thank you for mentioning that here on Busted Open. And, of course, what's going to happen at Dominion on June 12th to go towards the Forbidden Door to see who that interim uh, AEW World Champion is going to be. I think the, the right decision, too, Tony. I know that CM Punk was offering to give up that AEW championship, but keeping him champion and naming an interim champion, I thought that was a great decision. I think it's going to make for exciting moments in the future. I completely agree. 
you know, it's based on what happens in real fights. And for me, in in the world of fighting, this is what you do. You have a great champion, and if they're injured, you name an interim champion, set up an exciting unification fight, and I think we have a great chance to set something exciting up. Um, There's some big names in this battle royale that's going to start out dynamite tonight. And we got a lot of exciting action in the show. Uh, I got some more fun news for you on the show here today. And in particular, you know, Dave, like you said, we know this is going to set up an exciting match down the road with CM Punk against whoever comes out of this at Forbidden Door out of the AEW Interim Championship Eliminator. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I personally love this whole interim champion because normally they strip the champion of the title and uh, you know, then you have to wait for the person to come back. And as you know, whatever negative is dealt, you know, you look at what the positives can be. And we've been, this has kind of been the theme of the show with injuries and setbacks, who is then going to step up and get this opportunity. And it's great for an entire locker room to be on an even playing field right now with having this shot in the battle Royal to become bigger and their lives change in one night. And it's kind of been the the theme of the show, but then, like you said, in the back of your pocket, you have, I'm going to do champion versus champion. And in AEW, we always get pretty much finishes and it's a big built up match. That's going to happen in the future, which as an owner, Hey, even though I had a setback, I know it's uh, going to be a really, really good thing later on. Yeah, there's a lot of positives, and it is a setback, but we're really excited to get CM Punk back, and he's going to have surgery here very quickly, and I'm very uh, nervous about it, but on the other hand, uh, pretty optimistic because he's going to be seeing one of the top doctors in the entire world, and somebody who's really renowned in sports medicine and we were very fortunate to be able to get him in quickly. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to get him back and I'm excited for tonight's dynamite on TBS. You know, we started AEW three years ago. It was literally our, our three year anniversary just a couple weeks ago here on AEW dynamite. And uh, it's funny because we started out with a casino battle Royale. Uh, we ended up having a great match at the end of the original double or nothing. And then that's where John Moxley arrived in AEW. And here we are. And some of those same things are true again, three years later, kicking it off with a great casino battle Royale. Somebody's going to go out of that match and then they're going to meet John Moxley. And it's going to be a great match tonight in the main event of dynamite. And it'll determine who goes on to forbidden door to challenge. As you said, Dave, the winner of Goto versus Tanahashi at dominion, in new Japan this weekend. So uh, I'm really excited about the world title eliminator and Tommy, just like you said, it sets up a really exciting match down the line between the winner and CM Punk to determine an undisputed champion in a big unification match. So uh, tonight will bode very big. It'll loom large and uh, really excited for dynamite tonight. Also on the card, I have not announced this anywhere. It's a match I've been getting asked about a lot. And uh, there's a lot of circumstances surrounding it. It has been a long time coming, I think. 
I get tweets asking all the time for this match, and it's something I believe a lot of the fans wanted to see. So on tonight's show, it's going to be uh, a match I think the fans have wanted to see for a long time. Announcing it here on Busted Open for the very first time because I love it here and I haven't been back in a long time. It's going to be Buddy Matthews against Pac tonight on AEW Dynamite. And it's going to be a hot match, and it's one the fans have wanted to see for a long time, Buddy Matthews versus Pac. That is a on-paper great match, and those two guys' styles – they mesh very, very well. Uh, that should straight up a great wrestling match. I don't know. There's no better way to promote that, that you know those two guys are just mm-hmm. going to go nuts and have just, I, I know it's so rare, a great wrestling match will uh, be promoted because it will deliver. Wow. Wrestling fans like wrestling. <laughs> and thank you for, for and thank you for announcing that too. And again, that's AEW Dynamite tonight, TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And as Tony Khan just announced, Buddy Matthews going up against against Pack. That is going to be a great wrestling match, like you just said, Tommy. Yeah. And last week's show was awesome, and and something that just went where wrestling fans don't realize how giving AEW is because I watch wrestling very Tanahashi how you doing just walking out yeah. like Hello. hi one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and like hey look who's here I love that surprise factor and was just such a great moment and in, in a show with so many moments but that's how it happens and you know those things sometimes get forgotten but I I want to continue to praise you because I know how much of a passionate fan you are, but also has a passionate owner for your product and company. And just thank you for giving us as wrestling fans, those moments, because when Tanahashi walks out, that is a massive, massive thing. And just to announce, and I know now card subject to change, but it's really, really cool when you sit back and think about um, all those things that go into even just getting him to be there. So thanks, bro. Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, and it can't be lost. Tommy just mentioned Tanahashi. To me, the greatest star ever in New Japan, in my opinion. I think he saved that organization. He's in my top 10 uh, greatest wrestlers of all time. And I just love Tanahashi. And to see him last week was just amazing. And it's tough to bring this up, but it was followed by, you know, by MJF. And I know that that had to upset, you know, having such a great moment and then to follow it up with something like MJF. Yeah, well, I can't comment on that part, but I would say that it was a great night overall at the forum on the aggregate. And, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed the appearance of Tanahashi. I'm very much looking forward to his match this weekend at Dominion against Goto. And both of them have racked up a lot of big wins, including against top stars here in AEW. Uh, We've seen Goto, a former G1 winner, former World Tag Team champion. So it should be a great match against Tanahashi. And the winner will go on to Forbidden Door. And we'll find out tonight who they're going to wrestle at the end of Dynamite when we figure out who's going to go on and, and challenge for the interim championship. So a lot of exciting things happening here on Dynamite tonight, as I mentioned. Uh, there'll be some more 
announcements today and, and also things that we announce in the show tonight. And uh, we'll kick it off in grand fashion with our casino battle royale. And we will uh, figure out who's going to wrestle Moxley in the main event and who's going to go on to Forbidden Door. I'm really excited about it. Also excited to be back here, as I said, in a building in uh, Independence, Missouri, close to Kansas City, where we had one of our really great, I think, really memorable Dynamite shows. A little bit different. That was a go-home to our great Revolution pay-per-view, and this is coming out of a great Double or Nothing pay-per-view. And I know that as I look down the card for tonight's show, uh, there's some exciting stuff we haven't mentioned yet, but I I know that uh, marching towards the Forbidden Door, you know, some of the great stars in New Japan – are going to continue arriving here in AEW. And I think that's also something the fans have to look forward to as we approach Forbidden Door and get closer and closer. More and more of the great New Japan stars will show up here in AEW. And I think a lot of the international fans are looking forward to that. Tony, if you think about uh, your vision, it's really paid off because if you think about the mission statement of AEW, wins and losses matter. And when you deal with the situation that you already have someone who has the most wins uh, with Moxley and he's pretty much the number one guy and it's an easy transition to have, but it's all basic for what your vision of professional wrestling was and is that wins and losses matter. And it really, really has proven to work. Well, in this case, absolutely. And it's a logical way that, we put him into that number one spot. He uh, oh, now you're thinking ranked. logic. Come on now, Tony. Logic. What the hell? That's not a word we use around. Well, I was trying to, you know, in the decision making process, apply some logic and reasoning. Yes. John Moxley's the only wrestler who's undefeated on TV yep. and pay per view this year across mm-hmm. all his matches. Uh, he's the only person who's had seven matches on TV and pay per view and come out with a record of seven and zero. And now uh, whoever wrestles him in the main event tonight could be his toughest task yet. I think he's wrestled some of the best this year, but uh, the best may be yet to come tonight in the main event of Dynamite. It's going to be somebody really good, I'm pretty sure, because when you've got all the top wrestlers in AEW lining up uh, for the challenge, uh, you know somebody good is going to win that opening battle royal and it's going to set up a great match. Uh, versus John Moxley in the main event of Dynamite tonight on TBS at 8 p.m. Central. Excuse me, 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central here in Kansas City. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President, of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.